Riding dubbies, ran dopies, ran doo People listening, ponies, all ages, colors, and creeds. How's it going? My name is Marquez. This is the Random Podcast number 13. I do believe I could be wrong. Who knows and who really cares at this point? It's all about the journey, huh, people? It's not about whatever the hell is the other option. The end goal. What is the end goal of the podcast? Who knows? I started a blog many years ago. Trickadoo.com. Enough talk, more writing. The reason I started this blog when I moved to LA is because I got sick of talking to people back in Ireland and telling them all the fun, fun stories that I had after Two or three goals, I was like, uh, actually, no, nothing happened last night. Nothing weird or mental. Quiet night at the inn. But then I was like, no, these are a waste of stories. I started emailing people stories, but the emails were too long. So I was like, oh, I'll create a blog. From the blog came everything. Thank God Twitter wasn't around when uh, I started that blog. Otherwise, I would have wasted it all on little crappy tweets where I can't articulate my point. Anyway, from the blog, turned in some newspaper articles, turned in some book deals. The book came out three books later, although I wrote a fourth. I just didn't have an ending, so it never ended. So yeah, from the blog became the books, and the books... Turn into shorts. Now the shorts hopefully be turned into a sitcom. Actually drop the hopefully. It will be. That is the plan, people. I remember people laughing when I started a blog. What are you, what are you writing a blog for? Are you queer? It's the usual name people call people. Are you queer? It's probably a compliment being called gay these days. Have you seen how well gay men dress? Have you seen how well how their bodies are sculpted? They're mostly good-looking dudes in West Hollywood are all gay. Straight guys are kind of schlubby. Wearing shorts and flip-flops. Not stylish. Poor. Poorer. So yeah, gay is a compliment these days. But back in my day when I started the blog. What are you doing that for? You're an idiot. Go out of here. Cop on and come home. I remember everyone that told me to cop on, stop writing your crap, shut up, stop doing it, you're an idiot, you're an embarrassment to your family. Sorry mum, I said, but I gotta do it, I gotta keep going man. And then the books, and now look where we are, we're on a podcast, where the podcast will end, nobody knows. I should probably read from my books actually, my buddy was reading on her periscope the other day. She had a book next to her. My second book, Randomer, The Continued Adventures of an Irish Guy in L.A. Classic, classic book. She was reading it. Her periscope, she gets about 3,000 people sometimes a periscope watching her. I tried to do periscope once when I was doing a podcast and I got too conscious, very conscious. Couldn't talk, I was too busy looking at myself. Checking out all my flaws. What is my hair doing? Jesus, do I have a lazy eye? Is that a double chin? God almighty, I need some sleep. Look at those bags. So I had to call that. Call that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Kai, she was doing a periscope. Reading my book. 
Let me see if I can find my book and I'll read you a chapter. This is from Randomer. Uh, Big Bag of Nuts. This is chapter one. Let's see how far I can go before I run out of speaking rhythm and cadence. It's weird. I remember when I was doing book readings back in Ireland. Like, you're meant to read your book out loud. I kind of skipped parts of that. I just wanted the second half of my... What's it called? Advance. Uh, sure, I'll read it in my head. It sounds great in my head. Then at these book readings back in Ireland, I was reading it, and I was like, whoa, this feels weird, reading it out loud. But anyway, here is chapter one of Random or Big Bag of Nuts. It was the best of times, it was nuts at times. Bright lights, dim city, big dreams, harsh reality, extravagant, intense, insane. Celebrities, porn stars, married women, I'm back. I'm in LA and it's Halloween. Little did I know how underprepared I was. Halloween in LA might just be the most nuts time of all. Random, bizarre, mighty. Seeing little green and orange oompa-loompas running around while your senses are being pummeled from all angles. Hot women seem to be everywhere, half of them naked, the rest half naked. Almost all of them sporting the best bodies money can buy. Imagine all that if you can't. Okay, so past few days have kind of been like that, except actually even harder to describe. Particularly as I'm now packing my bags again, as I think I'm off on a private jet to the Bahamas. As you do. I'm getting ahead of myself. Halloween night, land at LAX, collect my bags, nervously queue up for the visa inspection, get through, skip past customs, delighted, no pat-down, no cavity probing, and my visa is real mighty. Turn back on my long-awaited American phone. Call my buddy Chowder, who kind of looks slightly like Jude Law, or so he says. Maybe around a virgin, I might add. He's outside waiting for his girlfriend Charlotte, who Chowder also likes to describe as his Megan Fox lookalike, which in fairness is the more truthful of the two. Fun fact, I no longer talk to any of these people. Stroll out the sliding doors of LAX, suck in a deep breath of warm LA air. Ah, fast food, smog, heat, Betsy. Mighty, I'm back, dancing. Chowder, hope you've been taking care of L.A. for me. Charlotte, long time no see. Throw my bags in the boot of Chowder's car. Jump in the back. Feel funkin' mighty. I think I'm back. Drive on. Weirdly enough, L.A. smells and looks like home, in the sense that my senses were instantly used to it again, even if it's been three months since I was here last. Body temperature readjusting. Air didn't look foreign. Smells didn't seem like I was in a foreign land. Felt good. Seen all the McDonald's, Starbucks and Subway signs. Sucking in the fume-filled air. Basking in the warmth. Complete opposite of Ireland, but still duck to water. Felt like Chowder and Charlotte's adopted child in the back seat. Both of them asking how I was. How was the flight? Do I have my seatbelt on? This would be a reoccurring theme. Chowder turns around. What time are you going to the Playboy Mansion then? Hmm, let me check. I'll make a quick call. Phone, dring, dring. Holy lady, I made it back. It's Mark. 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 Accent issues? Not a funkin' again. Not Merrick. M-A-R-K, Irish, Irish Mark, that's the one. How are you? Where am I? I'm on the way to West Hollywood. Wee-ho. Yeah, just got back. How are you? What's the jam with later tonight? The mansion? What time? You witch now? Seriously, why would you do that? But I told you I was coming back. Okay, funk. Yeah, no. How much to pay? Uh, yeah, no. No worries. Ciao, ciao. 
balls. Uh, so then, hmm, Charlotte, what are we up to tonight? Big night plan. Charlotte's dad is in town going to dinner first, party in Roosevelt after. Halloween is nuts here. Should be fun. Pity you can't come, mate. Yeah, pity all right. Although, you know what? If the offer's still open, I will come. You've been kind enough to pick me up from the airport. The least I can do is come out to dinner with you. Are you sure? We're going to Chaya. Really nice restaurant. Food is amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. Will the girl not mind you cancelling in on her? What's her name? Tammy? Cammy? Nah, she'll be cool. No worries. Particularly as she just informed me that she gave away my free VIP invite. Thought something had happened as I didn't phone earlier. Asked someone else to go with her instead. Ape, say nothing. Half an hour in, my plan had already changed. Halloween party at the Playboy Mansion? Out. Dinner and see what happens afterwards? On. Get to my new temporary abode in West Hollywood. Chowder's friend Tara has a spare room. Also, side note, don't speak to her uh, either anymore. Quick hello, dinner in half an hour, dump my bags, two minute shower, whip on my costume, back out the door. Barely even time for the movement. Jump in a taxi, hubla, hubla, hubla. Eventually understands the name of the restaurant I'm trying to say. Arrive at Chaya, in I stumble. Introduced to Charlotte's dad, Perry, his girlfriend and glamorous sidekick, Jackie. Along with two directors from his company, all over from London for a few days. Sit down, beer already waiting for me. I take a swig, realize they're all looking at me. Oddly, Charlotte asks, What are you meant to be? Uh, a banshee, I think, obviously. Banshee, what on earth is that? You know, red top hat, white shirt, white tie, pair of jeans. Typical Irish banshee. All right. Cue laughter, eyes broken. Bluff on. Smile and thank Perry for inviting me along. Ask if they've already ordered. Cue a perplexed look. Repeat myself. Realise that even though they're all English, they don't understand my accent in the slightest. Maybe I was slurring my words from the jet lag. Who knows? Uh, not too sure what you just said, but would you like something stronger than a beer? A gin, perhaps? Uh, yeah, please make it a double. Two gins arrive in front of me. Sweet Jesus. Dumb last words. Dinner unreal. Chowder was right. Just the perrier as I started calling him the man. Dessert, coffee, port, mighty. Oh, the port was an acquired taste. I required my mouth to enjoy it. What's the plan? Roosevelt, Hollywood Strip, massive Halloween party. Sounds good. What about tickets? They're taken care of. Are you sure? Yes. Don't worry about it. Just have a good time. Well, if you insist. Limo waiting for us outside the restaurant. Ha, mighty to be back in L.A. Drop the man and company off at their hotel in West Hollywood. They're not up for the crowds in Hollywood. Three of us head down to Limo on our own. Buzzing now, big time. Delighted to be back. The night is shaping up nicely until we hit red lock. Almost midnight and the traffic is that bad. Woo, good old L.A. Eventually we arrive at the Roosevelt's massive crowd outside. Huge. Thankfully, Chowder knows a guy. Sorted out the tickets. Greets us. Skips us past the crowd. Who gives the nicest of dirty looks. Who cares? We're in. Just as we enter, a girl who looks like a mix between Lucy Lou and a Barbie doll tells us to follow her. Okay. Charlotte's on crutches. Trampoline accent. Snapping the ankle. So it appears it's safer if we come this way, she informs us. Seems dodged until we find out that the girl appears to be running the VIP lounge upstairs. Takes us to the back route, asking if we'd like to go into the VIP lounge. This is weird. No doubt we're getting stung somehow. Uh, who cares? We're in. 
Place is packed, people everywhere, all dressed up, all in ridiculously good costumes. It is Hollywood after all. Not your Raggedy Ann outfits that most people plump for back in Ireland, although my Banshee outfit really was top notch. Hot looking nurses, cops, avatars, witches, village people, clowns, cavemen, Star Wars, playboy bunnies, Tarzan girls, playboy girls, hustler girls, lingerie models, girls wearing bits of string barely covering an inch of their body, girls in body paint, girls, girls, girls. Seriously, it was unreal. Uh, Roosevelt is big, historic Spanish-style hotel in the middle of Hollywood, named after Teddy Roosevelt. Hotel lobby inside, DJ playing there. Next to that is Teddy's dark, swanky club. Feels like a wine cellar filled with beautiful people. Another DJ in there. Big room off that where they used to hold the Academy Awards. There's another DJ in there. Jesus, they're everywhere. Pooley outside, a Tropicana bar, cabanas all around. Cap it all off. There's another DJ on the stage in the middle of the pool. Impressive work all around. Apparently Marilyn Manson stayed in one of these cabanas for a while and now haunts it. Lovely. Anyway, amongst all of this, we had somehow ended up at a private party in the VIP suite outside, overlooking the pool. Our new friend, Maggie Wong, worked for a company who had rented out the suite. Only cost him $60,000 to rent it out for one bloody night. Great value. Unfortunately for Miss Wong, hardly anyone from the company decided to show up, which is why we have been invited along. Make up the numbers, seat fillers, works for me, particularly as it was the only part of the hotel that had a free bar included. Betsy, go on the Maggie Wong. She utters the magic words, help yourselves to any drinks you want. And we're off. Myself and Shadow made a beeline for the six foot tall fridge full of vodka. Oh sweet Jesus, booze on. Would anyone like a booze? The girls want some wine, no worries. Lots of expensive looking bottles in the fridge, except balls. No corkscrew. Not to worry, found a coat hanger. So now, like a banshee, I'm ramming open $200 bottles of wine with my coat hanger corkscrew. Call me MacGyver. Oddly enough, my quick thinking has impressed Maggie Wong. Or maybe it's the banshee outfit. Love your red hat. Love it. That's my great impression of an American woman. Thank you. Either way, Maggie seems to have a soft spot. Myself and Chowder booze on, guzzling down mango vodka, doing a bit of mingling in the VIP suite, big room inside, leather couches, plasma TV, chandeliers, all that lovely VIP gibber. Big bar on one side, but big balcony outside. Only 12 people in here. Meet the folk. All nice people, doctor, writer, candlestick maker. Only now do I realise that the pool area below us is rocking. It's way better than this crap suite, but no free booze out there. Hmm. Free booze or rocking party. Drink on or mingle. I know. Drink, drink, drink. Ah, now let's go for a stroll and have a laugh. Unfortunately, Cheryl is ruled out for strolling around on crunches and all, meaning Cheryl are staying put too. Time to go for a solo wander. Looks mighty. I'll be back in a few. Actually, seems like Maggie Wong wants to come along to have a look around as well. Come on, Maggie. Let's go on an adventure. After the relative calmness upstairs, it feels like we're thrust into a zoo full of models down below. Beautiful people gone wild. Music, drink and whatever else has them all pumped to the max. Cocaine would be the whatever else there. Lots and lots of cocaine. They're all jumping, dancing, creeping, rocking, boozing, spilling, screaming, hooting, hollering. The dogs have been left out. Gridlock everywhere. No hope of getting inside to the hotel. So far, the stroll has been ten feet. Maggie grabs me by the arm. Follow me. Lead the way, Miss Wong. 
around by the far side of the pool we go, mingling, saluting, high-fiving, this is going well, until hit another gridlock, Jesus, this place is packed, what should we do, go back upstairs, chill a minute, Maggie Wong says, chill, let's just hang here, cool, so we chill, I'm looking around, gazing everywhere, taking it all in, where have all the green fields of Ireland gone? Hang on. Realize someone's hand is rubbing my banshee pants. Maggie Wong, hey up. What's going on here? Look at Maggie. She smiles, keeps rubbing. Tells me she likes my banshee costume. Loves my accent even more. Why, thank you. It's my best asset to be true. Well, besides my uh, location, do. While Maggie's rubbing my wong, she asks if the people are still on the balcony. Uh, let me check. Don't think so, no. Why? Who are they exactly? Hmm, this feels nice. Oh, well, that's my husband and a few of his friends. Hmm, what now? My Wang Wangs. As in your husband or just someone's husband? Yeah, mine. Haha, <laughs> why can he see us? My accents are brilliant. No, he can't see us, but I feel his wife rubbing me. Wang looks at me. Should I stop? Do you not like it? I do, Miss Wang, but it's kind of wrong, so probably for the best. Call me when divorce goes through. So sensible, so sensible, and probably so sober at that point. Night ends with me back up in VIP, wondering if the husband saw deflecting Maggie's eye daggers, sipping on boozes, dancing around the balcony, and repeatedly singing what appears to be the new anthem of the moment, Empire State of Mind. Loving it. Even if it is a song all about New York and not LA, it'll have to do. Cheers in everyone with my bottle of mango vodka. Great to be back in New York. There's nothing you can't do. Now you're in New York. Cheers, everyone. Mighty VIP welcoming party for me. Banshee is back in town. Greatest return night ever. Schlug, chug, dumb, done. Maggie, what? Next day, woke up, face and pillow, drool everywhere, pants still on, red hat, top hat next to my face, sweating buckets from the heat, eyes blurry, slightly blinded. Where the funk am I? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm back in the beautiful land of Weehoo. Do the check, phone, wallet, passport, iPod, all good, all accounted for. Good to go. That was the start of chapter two. Wait, what? I forgot my scissors. There we go, the end of chapter one, start of chapter two. Good gibbering, good gibbering. Let's hope it made sense to you. Um, there we go. Keep writing books. I might write another one for the laugh. I have one already written. I just need to fix it and finish the ending. Good old, good old books. Hello. For some reason, I was reminded the other day. I remember the first book when it came out and you start getting reviews. It's not even something you think about. You're like, oh yeah, reviews. They're all going to love it. And then you get good reviews. Then you get some dodgy reviews. This Irish paper, I think it was The Independent, Sunny Independent, maybe. I was actually up at my buddy Rob's house. Uh, and he was like, How are the reviews? And I'm like, Oh, they seem to be good so far. I got some good magazines, giving it thumbs up, local papers, loving it. Amazon reviews are good. And he Googled it. He was like, Oh, have you seen this one? And it was in the Sunday Independent. And there was some line like, uh, I I hate the fact that I wasted so much of my life having to read this book to write the review. It's even worse that trees were cut down in order to print out this book. So that was nice sitting there. And at the same time, I think I got an email from someone 
who had bought my book and he emailed me saying, just so you know, I think you're a cumpt. He had spelt it C-U-M-T, the clown. So that was good. Double blow. My buddy Rob was like, ah, I get this. If I get a bad review for the album, your first thought is like, they know everything. They know I'm a fraud. These bad reviews, they know me. But then you're like, ah, they're just clueless. They're kind of funny. And eventually they get funny. Even though like on Amazon, the first one, it's got like over 100 reviews. Most of them are five or four. There's a few ones as well. People, Some people hate it. It's kind of funny when they hate it that much. There was one guy that I remember the other day. He had two reviews. He gave mine one star. He hated it. Hated it. He read it all as well. Just so he could make sure he hated every single word, page, letter. Happy enough that he took the time to read it all. Then I checked out his other reviews. And it was for a can of corn. He'd given that five stars, I do believe. It was a good can of corn. He said there was a bit of water in it, though. But overall, he was pleased with the can of corn. Five stars. I wonder if he was eating the corn while reading my book. Five stars to the corn. One star to poor Marky boy. Spending all that time and going mental writing the book. And the can of corn gets five stars and the book gets one. That was a great moment. Pretty funny. Uh... So yeah, that's it. If you want to read more, go check them out on Amazon. Random is the first one. It's number one in Amazon humor. Random are the sequel, cult classic. Freedom, Before I Came, to LA, they're all on Amazon. Book soup here in West Hollywood. Might be in Barnes and Noble too. Who knows? Who knows, people? Forget about the book sometimes. Uh, yeah, keep the reviews going, good or bad, either way they're funny. I know, and find them all enjoyable. It's better than no reviews. Then you're just a nothing, a nothing in the world. I remember as well, like, when I went home for the first book launch, one of the nine things that I didn't even think about was people coming up drunk in pubs. You wrote a book, did you? I'd say it's crap. I could write a way better book than you. You're like, all right. But they think, I don't know if it's an Irish thing, they think that's some sort of compliment. That they're acknowledging you wrote a book. And then they go telling you what they would write the book about. And because they've bought you a drink, you have to stand there and be like, oh yeah, that sounds good. You should just write it. That's what I started. After five people saying it to me, out at a nightclub, trying to have fun, I eventually like, just write it. Stop telling me about it. Just write the book. Write the book. Just write the book. Write the book. Doubt any of them have done it, but anyway. If you're ever talking someone's written a book, don't bore the ear off them by telling them about how you, you're a better book than them. Ran out of energy, people. It's Friday evening. I need a, a kip and a booze. Not bad, not bad. Might go to North Roosevelt tonight. Check it out. Relive the glory days. Um, Alright, if you want to hear more jibber, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, at Trickadoo, T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U, website, Marquez.tv, books on Amazon, random and all that crap. 
I got some videos on YouTube too. Random Irish. Shooting some more of them again soon. Happy days. Oh, and I have an article in the Examiner tomorrow. Big one. All about the Oscars. So if you're in Ireland listening, go buy that. Frame it. And then email me, tweet me, hit me up, and tell me how a can of feckin' corn is better than the book. Good duck people. Go on the ponies. Good duck